This week on the Bamcast, squeeze that tube. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, 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 Episode 256. That's a number. Hooray, first one of 2015. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> welcome. Uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Maggie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote, possibly actually quote, bad movie. Uh, <laughs> then we come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. Take it one of five jocks and robot jocks. Hooray, yeah. robot jocks. And the bad bad movies and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. What about bags and douchebags after Twilight? Boo, Boo, Twilight sucks. Boo. So, um... Yep, long time ago, I believe it was around an episode revolving around a good movie called Robot Jocks, mm-hmm. where I said, I seem to remember watching this other movie right around the same time as Robot Jocks. After a little bit of digging, I thought I found it in 1990s hardware. Oh. This is not the movie you're looking for, or at least that I was looking for. But we'll talk more about that. Let me read a plot summary. We'll go more into detail. Okay. The head of a cyborg reactivates and rebuilds itself and goes on a violent rampage in a space marine's girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> that sounds so awesome. Man, that I want to watch that movie. Good. I'd love to watch that movie. <sighs> where is that movie? I don't know. You know what would make that even better? Is if the robot's head was painted like an American flag. That would be yes. pretty good. Sounds good in to me. In theory. Yeah. So, um, before we get off on this movie, let me, let me tell you about the movie I oh, was looking for. Movie. <laughs> the movie that I'm looking for was around the same time period, and I remember a <laughs> large part of it being like like the cockpit of a mech or what? space fighter or something was lodged in the desert, and the guy was like fighting for survival trying to live inside the cockpit. That's what I thought Hardware War was. Okay. I'm not saying that was the whole movie, but that was a large chunk of it where guy was stuck in a cockpit after epic battle. Uh-huh. Whether or not you saw the epic battle, it's it's foggy memories, but that's mm. what I remember. Okay. And I just remember desert, post-apocalyptic, and I think I said that to somebody, like, oh, you're probably talking about hardware, because they remember desert and post-apocalyptic, and they got that part right, and none of the rest. Okay. So, hardware. Yeah. It does open on the desert. It yes. does. A very red desert. Yeah. Red Dead Desert. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a, you know, western-y kind of blues slidey guitar music playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a nomad walking along while we watch the credits. Yeah. And he finds kind of like a, like a barbed wired off uh, section where some shit went down. Yep. Pieces of parts are all over the place. Yeah, pieces of parts strewn around. And so he, uh, he picks up a robot head and some pieces and parts and throws them in a bag and goes into town. Yes. Uh, by then, we're done with the credits, and it's like, hardware. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, th- like, right after that part happens, basically, uh, like, screen, we should go ahead and say, like, this movie is kind of an assault on the senses uh, quite a lot of times. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flashy lights and like, loud noises. And yeah, except <laughs> for when there are zero lights. Sure. Which is most of the movie. Well, I mean, the opening scene was like, okay, this might have promise. Desert and slidey guitars, you know. Yeah. Desert. Yeah, I like this. And hardware Didn't parts. Six String Samurai start with desert and slidey I, guitars? Let's not dwell on the possibly bad. It might have. I'm just... <laughs> 
I'm yeah, just asking. It might happen. I'm throwing questions yeah. out. Here. Another one people love. Right. Yeah. Um, so then it's so like get a lot of shit for not reason. loving. One of our first like flashes of oh my god is like right after the title card. It's like flashy lights and um, the lady uh, Stacy Travis wakes up. She plays uh, some lady Jill. She wakes up like out of a dream and. Bamf Castellan, by the way. Yeah. I'm only the strong. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, she wakes up, like, out of a dream, and then... I, I don't remember, like... <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> that's about as over. much as I have. Okay. Well, I mean, I just remember that was, like, the first, like, oh, okay, what the fuck? Like, Assault of the Senses thing, where it's just... Well, yeah, not only is there that, lights. but it's got that that look from just about every horror movie from maybe 88 to 91 or 92 that was low budget, where it's like, we saw Hellraiser. Let's just do this high contrasty. It's either all blue or all red, or you know, a, let's pick a color, make it really dark, and do a lot of high contrast stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the entire movie. So by the end, you're not going to see shit, and you're going to be tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's rate it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Other people that are in this, uh, uh, Dylan McDermott. I had to think about it, not say Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> Good job. Uh, he's in it. He plays. Is this like his first movie? No, because I mean he looks. He's he's ageless, like, like Dylan McDermott. Yeah, he yeah. looks a little bit younger, but like maybe five years younger, not like twenty five years younger. The man's got good bone structure, I guess, or but, something. I don't know. Yeah, he's but, doing yeah, good. He, he looks like the same dude. Yeah, but he plays Moses Baxter. Everyone just calls him Mo. 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 Um, beat <laughs> me to it. I, I don't know. That's basically it. <laughs> There's other people in it. Yeah, let's I rate mean, it. William Hookins yeah. is in it. Uh, Iggy Pops a voice only guy on the radio. Hootie in the port. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John Lynch plays Shades. Not not Richard Lynch. Not no. Nope. Not our burn victim. Not Dick friend, Lynch. But yeah. I saw Lynch on the listings. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's, not that's, football. That's John the main Lynch, right? cast, nope. and then uh, you know, killer robot thing. Yep. Um, yeah. One star word. <sighs> okay, so uh, I don't know. I think she just like kind of violently wakes up from the dream, and then it's like cut to Dylan McDermott and his friend John Lynch, who's uh, like I said, Mo and uh, John Lynch's guy named Shades. Shades, and they're going in to see. Uh, like they're they're basically coming back into town from wherever the fuck a stand they've been. Um, <laughs> oh, I like wherever, wherever yeah, the fuck a stand. I mean, out in the desert, the zone, co- collecting, yeah, it. collecting pieces and parts themselves. Um, and like they take a taxi, which is really just a taxi hollowed out and turned into a boat, and that's driven by Lemmy from Motorhead. And yes. for, I, I should say, the first time we hear Iggy Pop on the radio, he's like, "Hey, I've got some music for you," and he plays one of his own songs. Sure. And then uh-huh. Lemmy's like, "Hey, check these guys out on the radio," and he plays a Motorhead song. And it's like, okay, okay, that's how you get them in your movie. Yeah, you let them play one of their songs. I know, but have the song later. Don't actually have. I don't know. That's nope. that's like the comedians who introduce themselves on the stage. You know, it's yeah. like it's kind of shitty, yeah. but. Anyway, so like he's in it briefly, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, director, did you just like like this kind of music? And I want these people to be in my movie for some reason. Director directed yes. music videos, sure. so that's where he came from. Sure, why not? Um, so like they basically get to town and get to this like wholesale place where they walk in and are going to trade off their wares. Yeah. And um, like I don't know, they're standing there and bartering, and then the nomad from the beginning of the movie walks in, and it's just like. Where's what's his face with the guy that sells this? And I was like, oh, he's indisposed. What you got? And they just dump his bag, and he's like, oh, I'll I'll buy this. The head of a robot. That looks cool. My girlfriend wants this for Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's Christmas yeah. Eve. Hardware uh, is a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was just a couple weeks Hashtag too late. Hardware. Is <laughs> so he offers him fifty space bucks. The guy agrees and turns around and walks out for the rest of the movie, pretty much. 
Um, yeah. So now Dylan McDermott has uh, like gone around the fence guy and, and bought this head for his girlfriend. Tries to sell it back, but the guy's like not offering very much, so he decides to keep it. Yeah, he they, thought he was going to get a deal. They sell the rest of their garbage for not very much, apparently, in Space Buck World, and leave. Yep. And go to her house. And she lives in this shitty apartment building that has these big locked doors on it that she basically never comes out of her apartment. She has, like, security guards or something that watch the building, and she never leaves. Mm-hmm. And she's an artist, I yes, guess? She's she like is. the lady from Jaws of Revenge. Yeah, she's well, a shitty artist. She makes yeah, garbage she's out of garbage. Metal, she's a, garbage. She's an artist, terrible. but then like, apparently she's also building she something gart. something useful because like she was like I'm working on this design for so and so. Like it sounded like nah. she was building something maybe functional too. She, I, um, she said she had <laughs> some deal now, with. They the all say that they're going to make. Yeah, but this is going to net them big. She bond. This made it sound like pay off it was a job. Right, right. Well, I'm not saying just the art commission. I thought she was also saying I'm working on like maybe she actually knew the putting things back together not just making shitty art yeah, thing too. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No. But they come to the door and, and they're like, hey, let me in. She's like, I don't know. And lets them in anyway. And <laughs> she's just pretty cold. Like, yeah, where'd you go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you this robot head. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sweet robot. And then she's like, just, you know, flip of a switch. She's like, all right, Dylan McDermott, I want your body. And they just kind of awkwardly begin kissing and Shade's like, um, I'll just show myself out. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> And, like, then it's, kinda, yeah. and then it's like overly long, sexy montage of, you know, shower, shower fucking. in the bed and then like extended sex noises onto the next mm-hmm. scene. And a which, lot of it shot through like infrared or supposed to be infrared. Kind yeah. Of. Well, because who is watching? Well, yeah. well first yeah. it's the robot. It starts with <laughs> the robot head starts kind of waking up and it's watching them. Because it's fucking turned on. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. literally. (laughs) And then it it becomes like kind of like the same HUD display from the robot, but slightly different. And we get our first introduction to Hootkins, Porkins from Star Wars. And (laughs) basically, he's this creepy peeping Tom guy that they spend way too much time on in the movie. He lives across the way and watches her through some kind of weird infrared camera thing and says lots of inappropriate things. He also has a collection of her clothing. Yeah, and shoes he like, shoes all the way back. Like he's got kids' shoes. Doesn't like, he not say any inappropriate things until he? Oh no! Calls it's, her? it's oh no! Right like, away! It, it's it right away! It, it's yeah. mid coitus. It's the mid. Like, I tuned a lot of this movie. He's out. narrating them as they yeah. fuck. Yeah, he's like, that's yeah, right. that's that's right. Sorry, take yeah, it yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. squeeze. That's that right. Tube. That's where squeeze that tube came from. <laughs> yes, right. it is. Squeeze that tube. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it spends way too much time, and as we said, like eventually, it's just like the cameraman kind of like. You know, excuses himself from the shot. <laughs> yes, he, he just, does. He just kind of backs away, like, <laughs> yeah, the director's not calling cut, so I'm just going to start walking backwards because <laughs> this is fucking creepy. And then we're kind of done with him for a little while. <laughs> it's, yeah. Thankfully. For a um, while. And what the hell? Like, they have their sexy time, and then Dylan McDermott wakes up. Right, I'm, I'm sorry. First, she wakes up in the middle of the night and starts going back to work to her art. And that includes turning on the TV really fucking loud. And watching, eventually watching a guar, guar video. Yep. And then just like turning on grinders and blow torches and all kinds of things. Meanwhile, he's sleeping in the fetus position like 10 feet away, not moving a muscle. Nope. It's like, wow. Um, <laughs> and the lady downstairs is banging on the ceiling with a broom. Yep. Yeah. And she, so she's just like, and eventually he just kind of wakes up. He's like, rain. And she's like, huh? And he's like, I dreamt it was raining and rain. And she's like, huh, okay, well, it's not nice. (laughs) And then he gets all, like, clingy to her, and she's like, no, fuck off, I'm working. And then, like, he wakes up, and then she goes to bed, and then he proceeds to do things, like, too loud, and she sleeps (laughs) through them. (laughs) It's This movie is like the the people sleeping through things when they really shouldn't. 
yep. uh, you know, movie. <laughs> That's not a very good title, but hardware, hardware is <laughs> no, a little I more guess concise. It's not, but, yeah, but but anyway, eventually they both wake up in the morning, and he gets very like, I don't know. It's like it's like role reversal because he kind of becomes the wet blanket girlfriend from a lot of movies, and he's like, "Why are you doing this art thing? It's not obviously paying out, and you know my welfare money is paying your way. So why don't you get a real job?" And she's like, yeah, okay, well, you can leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a pseudo argument, too, because, like, in the world, they've instituted this, this sterilization right. process, and they, they kind of have a fight about it, even though they're both sort of on the same page. about It's strange. It's, well, he it, theoretically works for the man, doesn't he? I, I think that's just he what does. he says. I but think yeah, but just, he says he works for the man, so she thinks he works for the man. Right, I, I don't, and that's I, just I don't his know excuse to ta- leave whenever I don't know how he's he paying taxes on his uh, garbage collecting. Well, like, you know, yeah. they take he's, it out when you trade it in. But. He's just okay. telling her he's doing that. Right, sure. yeah. he has to keep up the facade so that he can fuck her and then run away yeah. right. when the robot comes. But I mean, in a lot of ways, this movie is kind of like gender role reversal in many respects. Because, I mean, he wakes up and gets all like closed off and, and wet blankety and, and she's just like yeah okay well whatever I'm going back to my work yeah and he's like well fine I'll leave yep. and oh no because he gets like mid argument he gets a call from the um, the little fellow who was the fence yeah. and is like hey uh, you know you need to come see me right now because he's discovered what that robot head was that it was part of mark 13 project or something well he has the hand he has yeah. the hand from the same robot and he is extracted like the data file from it that's it, right. it likes the whole sales pitch of this the mark 13 killer robot spider weapon exposition thing yeah (laughs) yeah so it's just a you know a a grid with you know future letters on it and just a lady Mm -hmm. talking about how awesome this murder machine is yeah and And how uh, it injects its victims with some kind of chemical that makes them euphoric yeah smells like a spike in their brain and sucks it out and wait that's a different movie oh no yeah that's a different thing phenomenally better movie that came out in 1990 yeah hmm heard of a movie like that why didn't we just watch that movie? also by the twice. way we are about 45 minutes into the movie yeah yeah i mean we should yeah we, we are we're, we're fucking not, flying through yeah, the. yeah we are not describing the no, music no. video-esque no, no, no. slow-mo no, hair blowing like smoke I'm, machines i'm getting past all that i'm just going straight <laughs> for plot yeah uh so dylan mcdermott's on his way to um see the the fence guy uh meanwhile robot has basically like she's now gone back to bed she's like i've 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 made art i've uh had an argument with Dylan mcdermott I've got, i'm going back to bed she has like one of her uh mar- you know pre-packaged marijuana cigarettes mm-hmm. and falls back asleep yeah you, really me- the only major thing that happens is she gets the american flag stuff on the right. skull yeah that would that would that happened while he was sleeping like yeah. in the night she she yeah. paints that and blow she grinded it. and because it did make that thing look awesome yeah. Yeah, sure pretty sweet yeah. yeah yeah and she sticks it right in the middle of her bullshit yeah. art sculpture yeah. thing yeah, her like i you know and she's like, like i this fan means girl something. of hr mm-hmm. eager and, yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah it loudly starts putting itself back together yeah it puts itself back together while she's sleeping and again just straight through it like no no you know rustling and you know, well like, like even to the point when the cigarette burns her she's just sort of like barely uh, notices it she's just like oh huh you know it's like nothing yeah. phases anyone in this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah. Uh, later some things phase a few people <laughs> yeah but yeah. Basically, basically she's like putting this you know she's falling asleep this thing's putting itself back together and then is basically like crept up behind the bed and it's just about to stab her when she's like doesn't she notice like the infrared on the blinds or something and stands up and because this thing just goes nuts and starts shredding the bed well she's woken up by the cigarette right and she mm-hmm. kind of gets up and she's naked and she sees like the infrared thing and she kind of ducks down to pick up a robe and right. when she does that the thing is just like fucking hi yeah i'm gonna yeah. fucking murder yeah. this bed of yours Fuck y'all bed <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it 
for for a moment that's supposed to be the cool reveal thing of here's killer robot time it's just like they instantly throw a sheet over it and it looks like a <laughs> it looks like a it looks a, like a like a an Muppet outtake gone from insane Johnny from, from uh, short circuit yeah it's just like <laughs> you know it's, it's a spooky ghost yeah. now feathers and bed shit is going everywhere. Now, here's one of the weird side plots is like you know hootkins is back hootkins is back hootkins. over watching through yeah. the, the thing again which is what was the infrared on the window i right. guess i don't that's not really yes. how that works but um he, he's like he sees the robot and all this shit and he's like huh whoa what's that <laughs> and then like this this weird shot where the robot pops up right in front of the window where it looks like it's right in his face yeah and he jumps back now his idea essentially is like i've seen this killer robot inside of her apartment i should go to her apartment yeah, and try to lick her face. Yeah, <laughs> repeatedly. So like that. That's he's he now succeeds on his, in licking her face. I know he's now on his way to her apartment. She's like running around the apartment, like trying to find the robot slash hide. Not like it's weird because like okay, the, but she's really not. She's not that concerned at this. Not point. Not at this point. But, like it's ripped up her bed, but then it's like movies like ah, she'll be all right for a little while. Let's go see what's going on with Dolly McDermott. Yeah, yeah, he, it keeps just kind of like kind of like, leaving just her, sidelining. Like, eh. Yeah. Well, it keeps sidelining a lot of things. Like it just sideline. Well. Maybe not a lot of things, but it's it it's sidelining the robot. It, mm-hmm. The robot just goes away for a while and, and hangs out. Yeah, uh, she goes away for a while and hangs out. Uh, Dermot McDermott Dermot <laughs> uh, goes and hangs out the somewhere. Practice. Yes, his name is the practice. Right. I, mean, I just need to practice saying his name. Right. That's, that's practice the deal. Yes, direct message has gone to see the fence, <laughs> and um, he's basically like he gets there and the guy's already dead. And of course, because I don't know movie, he's got a log of him dying. You yeah, know, play by play, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a thing, and its flaw is getting wet, and also, ah, I'm dying, and yeah, oh, this is all on tape, and I, I think the oh, uh, doesn't the hand the hand murders, I think the tries, hand murders the dude, the the small guy, the hand it does, does. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, 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 and we we don't really get to see it; it cuts away so that we get to hear the audio Ooh. log of it, right? Which he's he's now picked up, um, and so like he's kind of like, oh fuck, I better get out of here. Well, he calls Shades. Yeah, he calls Shades. And he's like, get to her, and Shades has now decided to go home. After I guess being the third wheel is like let me take my uh, space ecstasy space ecstasy tab yeah and uh, and trip balls here right um, for a and, good ten minutes of this movie yeah and so like when he calls him he's just like what my my heart feels like an alligator and he's like you know that stuff space ecstasy specs to see that I wanted uh, I took it and yeah. he's like damn it shades not now specs to see yeah it's like. Shades, yeah. go check on her. Go check on her, Shades. He's like, shades, All right, I'll, go. I'll put on pants yeah. and go. And he just falls down. Right. So now he's racing back to, to save her. Now, like I said, she's been left alone in an apartment for a robot with robot for a while. Yep. Now Hootkins decides to show up at her door. <laughs> yes. And it's like super creepy, wearing plastic, you know, like rubber gloves, which is pretty much a tip off of like, don't ever let that person mm-hmm. in unless they're mm-hmm. a doctor. Yeah. Um, and within 10 seconds is like going for her cleavage. Yeah. And she's like, eh, excuse me, who yeah. are you? <laughs> yeah. Basically, like she, she somehow gets the door to open because like the thing's starting to drain her power. So her, her apartment's going wonky now. Yeah. And so like he, he ba- basically gets in, into the door. Now they're locked inside together and she's like i can't get the door to open um i was trying to leave when you walked in yeah. and how to how to get out and he's like well i used to work for a security firm we have to go look at the main terminal and he just yeah he gets all touchy feeling at, at one point she's like all up in his face like whatever you're doing isn't gonna happen my boyfriend's gonna be right back and and you better get out of here he's like oh really lick licks yeah. her face and <laughs> okay and she's like okay okay yeah i'll go talk to mm. see the terminal now also keep in mind during all this she has not mentioned the killer robot yet uh, i thought she did oh, she not did. immediately like okay. she is mentioning, like, hey, oh no, no, no it was, in the, it was no. in the first three sentences. She's like, uh, yeah, well, there's a killer robot loose in the in the, in the living room. Yeah, so but it's very casual, yeah. and it's not yeah. the first thing on her priority list. No. It's like, 
Who are you? One is my boyfriend sleeping in the other room. What's wrong with my door? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Well, with there's my door? this robot in the other room that just fucking murdered my bed. Uh, and he's just like, oh, really? Okay, well, well, that's yeah. Well, let's go check out your main. Terminal. And, and the whole time he's just saying creepy things like, well, I know you, and I, I think you, I think you smoke too much marijuana. And yeah. she's like, huh? Um, okay. Well, yeah. can you unlock and the door? The thing with your boyfriend's never going to amount to anything because yeah. he's never around. And- yeah. And she's just very dismissive of it. Yeah, okay. Just <laughs> and then at one point, she's just like, stop talking. And go open the door. <laughs> and then he's like, well, would you like me to sing? Yeah. And yeah. she's just like, I don't know. And then so he does. Yeah, he makes up a wibbly wobbly song or something. I don't yeah. know what it was. It's all timey wimey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he basically, he's like, you shouldn't close your blinds. Why do you have your blinds closed? Yeah. Like, And she's like, I didn't close the blinds. And No, wait, get away from there. And... Robot comes through the blinds and, and murders Hootkins. Yes. An hour into the movie, something yeah. happens. Yeah. And there are, let's address this now. There All are right. like five or six different cuts of this movie, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we saw the most violent one possible. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Because. I'm sure. Yeah. It's I mean, good. the only way this is endured is, as Chuck was saying before we started recording, is like on the merits of Fangora and Starlog yeah. and those kind of things of like, oh my, real, real practical effects. And isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like what has any reason that this movie yeah. has endured. And so like and this through is the '90s. I mean, any movie that yeah. had like oh scenes that were cut from the movie, and yeah. there's it's floating around on a laser disc that was only <laughs> right. put oh, out yeah. in, it's Nor- on in the Norwegian. Japanese laser disc. Yeah. You'll, you got it. You'll never see it. Like then... any movie that had that sort of thing yeah. was automatically just like oh it oh, became well, you got to see this. Yeah. You right. got to oh, see right. that X-rated cut. Yeah. But yeah. So violent. So, so I mean, that this, helped considerably. Yeah. So this is the yeah. Blu-ray, supposedly, probably, and they were like, well, we'll pack in every single thing they ever wanted to see, put it in this version. Yep. yep. So um, anyway, so like he gets his eyes gouged out, and Robot has like a spinning drill dick gun. I don't... It has a murder boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're not subtle about that. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're really not. And I think it also has chainsaw hands. You yes. Know. It, there's a chainsaw somewhere in there. Okay. It... You see it a lot. Picks up a chainsaw later. It's got a. It's got a. Uh, just like a circular saw. Yeah, it's got like a arm. saw blade. They thing. they mention at some point that it has like six, six regular arms yeah. and, and three, three extra auxiliary murder arms arm and one murder bone. You're yeah. not allowed to have that many arms. One, I mean, if you're going to put your brain in a robot body, you definitely a want, tree. You want chainsaw hands. I mean, that's just you, yeah. that's a given. Chainsaw hands. Yeah. But no, it's got regular hands because it's is Christmas. It's always just some dude with puppet hands, you know, mm-hmm. just like reaching for her. Um, yeah, but so it, it basically dismembers William Hootkins yeah. off screen. And then she's like, fuck, I got to get the hell out of here. And now is like running for her life through her apartment and just bumbles all over everything. And eventually it ends up in the kitchen. Yep. And she's like, she's like, it's using infrared. I'm going to hide in the fridge because it worked for Indiana Jones. So she <laughs> throws out all of her stuff exactly. and starts hiding directly in her fridge, which then the thing just kind of comes up to her, and it's like, it's very obvious through its optics. It can see her, but it's like, it's not registering any heat. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, hey, I'm going to kind of poke at you, but not quite touch it. Like, I'm, yeah. see, I'm not touching you. Yeah. I'm not touching it's you. like, see, I got this jar of pickles in front of you. Smash, yeah. huh? Are you scared? Yeah. I'm a robot. That's not smell terrible. <laughs> yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and then yeah. about that time, like, that's when, um, like, Shades has shown up and is, like, ringing the doorbell. Yeah. So the robot's like, hey, what's that? And leaves her alone. <laughs> It's robots kind of oh. like a, it's kind of ro- like a robot dog. It's, yeah. it's it a is. big dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually more scary than this movie. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, because in, it's in real. his rampage, he's messed up the kitchen and apparently like unleashed all the deadly chemicals in giant. 
Oh, it knocked the it knocked the valve off of a, an Gas, oxyacetylene. Because yeah. uh, yeah. keep that in the kitchen. She's a welder. She, she is. Keeps, right did you down. see she, her fucking? She kitchen? actually really she wanted had... to be a dancer, but you know that just didn't work out for her. <laughs> she had a circular saw in her kitchen for yep. no good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And she had she uh, like really thick steaks. What? Yeah. What was reindeer the... steaks? <laughs> exactly, non-radiated <laughs> reindeer steaks. Um, that was a thing advertised in the movie. That's why that joke is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? Yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not really. Um, it's accurate. What was the... It's accurate. You don't get to decide if that's funny or not. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Well, I just fucking did, no, so... The arbiter of funny Yes, <laughs> not you. Apparently, no, it is now. I have decided right, have so decided we're all chuckling, I'm, so it's right, worked okay. out. See? I know what's funny. Okay. Comedic genius. Um, what is what is the stupid space fake milk called? Uh, lack... Lacto- I said it earlier. Lactoplasm. 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 Yeah. yeah. The robot steps on all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it's yo, lactoplasm. Yeah, lactoplasm <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So Shades is at the door. Dylan McDermott has joined him at the door now, finally. And they're just banging on the door, like, let us in, let us in. She's, you know. <laughs> let us out, let us out. Yeah. She's trying to get out and, like, notices the robot still kind of stuck in the kitchen. They're looking at the screen of, like, who are these people at the door? And does the, you know, throw a lit thing towards the gas mm-hmm. and it explodes and... We think, yay, it's killed the robot, movie's over, and she's kind of burned her arm, and everybody kind of comes in, and it's yeah. funny, because like, everybody kind of comes in, and like robot has now somehow, like I guess it's blown itself over to the living room from the kitchen, sure. from this explosion, because it's just standing there, and every like the two security guards that were like watching her building, Dylan McDermott and Shades, all come in wielding weapons, mm-hmm. and just blast the fuck out of this robot. Well, the way it was set up, like like... And keep in mind, this is a little over an hour into the movie, mm-hmm. probably. What felt like about three hours into the movie. Right. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, that was really anticlimactic. And they're <laughs> going to fucking kill her as soon as the door... Because the way they frame it, door opens in slow motion. She's standing right in the middle there. Right. And everyone's yeah. cocking their shotguns. Yeah. She's like, no. <laughs> and then she dives <laughs> down. But no. I thought for sure that they were going to all murder her. And then it was just going to be one of those weird... Oh well, oh, everything Oops. sucks. Yeah. That's <laughs> the end horror movie. Yeah, yeah. But the robot is on fire in Jesus pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, right behind her. I'm robot. <laughs> I'm on fire. Standing <laughs> there like Jesus. And uh, yeah, so they they blast that thing. Yep, and it, it appears to go out the window, and they're all kind of like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, we murdered that thing." Yeah, and then proceed to completely ignore her, and now her arm <laughs> is all burned up. <laughs> Oh, and she's, she's just right. kind of she's just kind of walking around, and they're all like, "Fuck yeah, kill that robot!" Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, he does try to sort of help her bandage it, and she's just like, "Get away from me!" Yeah, you left. Why don't you leave again? Why'd you leave? Yeah, and he's, and he's like, like, "You're in shock." Just yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, "I told you I was leaving." Yeah. Well, yeah. they they get into this whole fight like it's going to be like the wrap up, you know, like as the paramedics come in, they're in this this goofy fight about leaving and everything, while while Shades is just standing there like, "I'm the third wheel again," yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, I better go take some spec to see. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, well, this is a weird way to end your movie, but okay, whatever. At least it's over. Uh, no, no, he grabs her. And the robot was hanging on by the window. Grabs her and throws her to like a power line that's hanging between two buildings. Yeah, and then he's like, she's like, help me, help me. And he's like, I can't. I have a metal robot hand. And if I touch it, we're gonna all electrocute. And she's so, like, forget about that. Just help me. Yeah, he's like, you've got to swing to the ledge. He's like, I can't to swing to the ledge. And and then the um robot cuts the wire so she goes tarzaning across the the alley into the neighbor uh like having this full like full family like asian style dinner and yep. like just goes sprawling out on their table and i thought she was dead i thought she was like too. the way they framed oh, it, it was yeah. like she's mm-hmm. she's completely still and like covered in glass and like slow-mo lingering yeah. on body yeah like oh shot. isn't this Be sad that the lady's not yeah. dead and it's like well that's weird yeah 
And then, like, Robot has, like, now basically come up in the apartment. And I just... It, what happens for, like, the next 20 minutes or 30 minutes or five hours? Just I four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Is Dylan McDermott sort of <laughs> slowly fights this robot yeah, until eventually he's, like, got it, like, robot hand to robot hand, and the thing just kind of goes, boop, and, and sticks him with, the like, the little nerve toxin thing. Yep. Yeah, it boops boop. him. And then, <laughs> and then he's, like... Boops him with a needle in the neck. <laughs> and then he's just like, hi, you can't kill me. I've got divine powers or something like that. And then proceeds to fall down and go into this five-minute-long trippy sequence where he's basically dying. Yeah, it's like, we get it. You know, okay, movie, we don't need this ten minutes of... Here's a shot of a bloodstream, so you know there's something in his bloodstream, and then it's like he's gonna cut his arm oh, yeah. and suck out the blood, and then all of a sudden his arm's covered with bugs and his hands destroyed, and yeah, and then eventually he's he's dead, yeah, he's yep. straight up dead, 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 dead McDermott, yep, <laughs> like just dead, yep, and she is not dead. She's no. across the way. She wakes up. All the people that were there besides Dylan McDermott, who's now dead, yes, are there standing over her, going. Come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. And she's like, all right, I'm waking. And then she's like, give me that baseball bat. I'm going to go save Dylan McDermott. And they're all like, no. No, you stay you're, here. You're fucked up. You're Your burned. And you're and <laughs> you're fucked up. Just stay down. Yeah. She's like, no. <laughs> she grabs baseball bat from one of them and takes off. Takes off back to, the, to her apartment. Now, she goes bolting inside. Uh, one of the older security guard <laughs> looks like Herman Cain. Yeah, uh, with wearing football pads for some reason. Well, that's um, what you do in the apocalypse is like trying to chase her into the apartment. Uh, first, she's clocked the other security guard in the head. Yeah, because uh, he wouldn't let her go, and and so like he's laying there like fuck. She just hit me. Herman Cain like tries to follow her into the apartment and gets wedged in the door. Yep. Kind of fucks him up a little bit, and he inv- bit. he eventually like falls over like over the doorway because the door is mm-hmm. just like shut on its own. Yeah, and then. Everyone's basically like, when he when he I think when he falls oh no what he's all he's laying in half the door closes again and basically severs him in half yeah he then proceeds to shoot the other security guard in the head yep. as he's getting chopped in half it happens it yeah. happens yeah and then shades is basically stuck outside with the bottom half of his body she's stuck inside with the top half of his body and now the door is shut shut yeah now, or no the door is like doing very quickly like right. like Galaxy Quest style like, yes exactly you know. like you're not getting in here because right. the metal doors will chop you in half like right. Herman Cain so Rocky now she's like just Herman she's Cain. got a baseball bat it's her versus robot with a baseball bat and she's just running around her apartment swinging at it and like crazy I'm gonna kill well, you well she goes to the computer and oh, starts it, typing yeah, something and like brain or something. It's, yeah. it's that whole I don't know how computers work right in this she just thing. she moves a yes. patch cable from one thing to another, and it's like not even that. It's like no, no. It's like brain. an old school patch cable, like yeah, I know. a telephone. Patch. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, uh, patch cable now would be. Well, I know. I'm not. She declares that. that she's in his brain, and then the the robot starts talking with quotes from Dermot Mulroney. And <laughs> for times he wasn't Dylan, even there. Dylan McDermott Mulroney yeah. sings and the the song that who can sing? <laughs> All yeah. the song. It, of it does a lot of things that it wasn't present for. Yeah, it did. It did a bumblebee thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the point of this? And then she's like, Yeah, what is the point of this? <laughs> yeah, let me swing this bat at you and try to kill you. So, I don't know. Eventually, they end up in the bathroom because that's how you knew it was going to end. What was the last piece of glass in the building yes. that hadn't been she, broken? She had to be thrown through one more piece of glass yeah. because she gets thrown through the glass shower. Yes, is now laying there in another puddle of glass. Yep. And Shades is like heroically jumped through the doors and done this weird karate pose. Ha And grabs <laughs> grabs the big like you know gun that the guy has and goes in the bathroom and shoots the thing which ricochets off and i think hits her but they, they never focus on that 
but anyway, she turns on the water and basically just does the ah, water. It's my one weakness, and I'm I'm dead. Yep. And Shades is like, it's over. We killed it. Hooray! And she's like, fuck that. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this thing with a baseball bat. Yeah. And she does. I would. Yeah. Which she does. You gotta be sure. Knocks its head off. Smashes that. Mm-hmm. And then basically they like just kind of stand there going like, well, fuck. Everybody but us is dead. And um, let's cut to the nomad guy out in the desert again. And credits. Like, Was that supposed to be her? No, no, no. It was no just the nomad guy movie. from the beginning. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. It was just going back to him. That's it was it. just like, and this guy continues his quest. Yep. Really? Oh, I mean, there, yeah. there there was a shot on TV. Really? About, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a shot on TV. Really? About, yes. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you. Yeah. It was just bookending the movie with that guy. I hate this movie even more. Well, well, there, there's a the shot fuck? on there's a shot on TV where they're basically like the government has. Uh, Gone ahead with the Mark 13 program, 800 jobs. Or no, it's, it's Iggy Pop on the radio again. But yeah. Like, hey, hey Rise and Shine campers, yeah, the government's making robots. 800 new jobs, and, you know, it'll yeah. be our new cyborg thing. Hooray. So yep. it's, it's that, you know, bleak ending of like, oh, there's going to be a shitload more of these, and yeah. it's going to kill everything indiscriminately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and haha, you wasted that, your that's, time. I guess the one. whole point is that it's a government created population control yeah, deal. They, and that's kind of like their big reveal yeah. is that. But we're well, there's like, a brief like speculation conversation about that where it's just basically like, don't you understand? These are the government's final solution. This this is how they're going to control the population. And by having their pets, I think I think she even wet blankets him on that conversation when she's like, nah, it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Robots. Hardware. Let's read yeah, this I, movie. Just be done with it. Okay. I can't stress enough like how poorly paced this movie is. And shot. And shot. And directed yeah. and acted and uh lit. Yeah, I mean the the acting and part scored. I'm not it, I'm not I I'm I don't think it's as terrible as some things we've seen, but Well no. It's pretty bad. I, I just think it's it's trying to do way more than it's actually should be doing. Because really, it's just, hey, there's a robot locked in your apartment and it's trying to kill you. And somehow they make that not, like, like work even worse than it could have. Because there's long stretches of just fucking nothing or just pretentiousness. Mm-hmm. Like trying to give this movie deeper meaning, but then you've got a guy getting his eyes gouged out and ripped in half and just yeah. gore all over the place. So it's, but it's not scary either. So it's really, it's not succeeding on any level. And just the fact that she, like, throughout, she is so unaffected by the fact that there's a robot in her, a killer robot in her apartment. She's just kind of like, she's not, like, hiding or turning on fucking lights because this is the most, there poorly, are no lights. The most poorly lit apartment <laughs> in the world aside from in the bathroom. Right. Oh, yeah, the bathroom is bright. Yeah, the bathroom's like, clinical white. But ugh, it's, it's a four-bagger. I think I, I really and and I can't stress enough how horrible the music is. Like, like the score in this movie is atrocious, and it's not selling any of the scenes any more than that either. So this is one of those I think you know like like Chuck said with the whole being featured in magazines and they're like oh elusive cuts of this movie exist somewhere. Like I tend to think that has to be why this is so popular because I just don't see the appeal. For anybody yeah even like gore hounds i like i just don't think it's that good a gore movie either not really it's 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 not good on any level no no you're no, correct it's not yeah i agree with your assessment there 
So yeah, four bags. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I what I also agree with? I'm going to go second um, because I am convicted in my uh, my rating, um, and I convict this. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, Sentence this convict to four bags. Um, <laughs> may God have mercy on your soul, you wretched piece of shit. Um, I found that I really, really don't like movies that are like really poorly lit, and it really just... That does I, make you mad. I immediately just... I'm <laughs> just like, I just want to see what the fuck is going on! Um, and that loses a lot of points really quickly with me. Um, and so this movie lost a shitload of points... Uh, in in a hurry, um, but it's just meandering, and it takes sixteen hours to do what it should be able to do in the actual running time of the movie, uh, which was what ninety two minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just God. It feels like so much longer. I know yeah. it feels it like three times. It, yep, and it feels like fucking Southland tales long and dumb. Like it's trying to. There's some sort of dumb message lost in the in the bullshit somewhere, um, and I, I was expecting a musical number. To be <laughs> honest, like there, there's going to be some sort of crazy fever dream dance sequence. And uh, to be honest, it wouldn't that, have been out of place. No, it may have actually made it better. To be, to be perfectly honest, but it's just eh. Stop. Stop yeah. doing this, people. I, well, maybe <laughs> yeah. we did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I believe he yeah. did. Um, I can go. Um, we'll go. I will sentence this convict to seven, six, two bags. Wow. Seven, six, two. Only, yeah. Only two, two bags. bags. Wow. Yep. You tied it into that. I did. You did. I did. I just uh, tied it into that. All right. Okay. You did say that you didn't dislike this as much as we yeah, did. Yeah, I which... didn't. I mean, all right. So here's my mild, and I, I do mean mild defense of this movie. Um, you internet love it. <laughs> sure. Uh, so it's it's pretty obvious that I think this guy watched too much Blade Runner and too much like Evil Dead and said I can make that together. Evil Dead. <laughs> um. So that doesn't work. Obviously, that combination. Uh, I I see mild promise in what they're trying to do. I I, I get some things that they're attempting to do. What I think fails this movie horribly is. The, the multitude of cuts that are out there. I don't know if they shot the right things to make something coherent out of this, but I see strange promise in what's there. It is a mess. Don't get me wrong, but there are certain shots I like. The music betrays it heavily. Um, the the constant inclusion of the music, like directly in the movie, not even like the, the, like the score stuff, just like turning on this weird, bizarre scream rock stuff that they have throughout it mm-hmm. betrays it heavily. Um, but I, I I kind of I kind of get it. I mean, it's this is like the early days of like people who fetishized the industrial nine inch nails grossness factor, um, and this is like the leading up to that. I mean, it's nowhere near as elegant as eventually as like Romanek and all of those kind of directors went mm-hmm. with it. But I mean, it's I I see it as like a kind of a, a groundswell of that. Again, like I said, I'm not really defending the movie. I just, it's like, I, f- I feel like there's promise and that someone could almost make a real movie out of it if, like, they just had a better editor and maybe some more shots and just tried to just pare down some of the bullshit. I mean, like, just don't linger on the, on the, the Hootkin stuff and don't linger on the weird dying, uh, you know, drug thing and just, just get to the, plot of the movie which is like you know this thing is uh, uh, unleashed in her apartment and it's needs to be destroyed yeah yeah 
It has to die. It needs to die. Yeah. Um, I, four bags is what I'm going to give it. Yeah, but, good choice. Uh, Make no mistake, I hated every <laughs> second I was watching this thing. And I've seen it before. I saw it on VHS when it came out. Um, remembered absolutely nothing about it, which I think says a lot. Because it's boring. Yeah, and it's something that I never even bothered to seek out, even though I was reading those magazines at the time, because I remembered, yeah, I saw that. It's garbage. Doesn't matter what extra blood you put in it. It's still going to be garbage. Right. Um, what garbage? It, it, it's one of those movies where you feel like the director is so far above what the movie is supposed to be that he's putting in all this pretentious bullshit, and then by the time it gets to killer robot menacing people, it's like, I'm not even going to be bothered to do it that much because I'm above it. I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. Let me just establish the world, and <laughs> let me show you my music video, and here's some guar, and check out my smoke machines and aren't I already? And it's like, fuck you. You're either telling a story or you're not. You can't be above your killer robot movie. And I wouldn't have thought that putting this movie next to death machine, I would have come out and said death machine is fucking citizen Kane compared to hardware. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just, you, you, and we didn't like death machine either. No, but it was a hell of a lot better than this. I mean, death machine had some joy in it. It had some fun. Mm -hmm. This movie, it's not scary. It's not, when the robot shows up, you're just like, yeah, there it is. And, you know, like I said, it's betrayed in the first big reveal because it looks so damn goofy fighting the mm. bed. Uh, <laughs> I, I just... It it makes me really interested to see what the original 2000 AD story was. Yeah, maybe. And, and if that's the case, like, if that's why so much of the music that's in there was in there. Yeah. I mean, you've got... You've established this universe. You've established this world. You've established this building. You could do all sorts of cool things with that. And I'm guessing budget-wise, they were limited to keeping it in this one room. But if you've got this high-rise building that's sort of been taken over by punks and people are sort of boarded up in their house, in their own apartments and everything, that's a great thing. Let the thing go through the ducts and the vents and try to get mm-hmm. to everybody and, and do that. But it's just... It's none of that. I, I don't know what this movie's trying to do. I don't care what this movie is trying to do. I don't want to ever talk about or think about this movie again. Fair enough. Agreed. But I will say, in defense of one thing, I think the one piece of music in the movie, that sort of synth track that they would use, they used it twice, um, I think that is effective in the overall theme of this movie, the sort of dreamlike uh, thing they're trying to do with this movie. Mm-hmm. The incidental music and the twangy guitar and all that is just so out of place well, and, and, and garbage. And the attack but music. Yes, that's all bad. But the like the, the track that's especially playing towards the end, they used it once earlier. Wasn't that the, the, the having the sex music that yeah. they were playing? Yeah. yeah. I thought that track was fine. Yeah. It worked for both wrapping up the movie and for them squeezing the tube. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so. Ugh. Yeah. Thanks for misremembering that movie. Sure, no problem. <laughs> Anytime, man. Yep. All right, well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. Hey, Golden okay. Jocks, when we get back. All right, welcome back. Hey! Second half. You know what it's time for? Um, more podcast? Yeah. Oh, Golden <laughs> Jocks. No, it's time for an email. What? Email I first? That's crazy. We never do that. No, we but don't. But it's our show. We can do it if we want to. Yeah. 
And uh, this one refers to what we're going to be doing the rest of this half. What are we going to be doing for the rest of that? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing the Golden Jocks. Ow! Golden the Jocks. Golden Jocks. Yes. Say Jocks, it with that Jocks. golden throat. Give us the Golden Jocks. It's time for 2014's Golden Jocks. Jocks, 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 Jocks. Thank yeah. you for the reverb. Yeah, I like it. Meow, <laughs> And the yeah, all Doppler. That. <laughs> Anything else that we can add? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this is very. There's a lot of pomp and circumstance that comes along with the golden jocks. <laughs> totally. So uh, that's a canned fart noises. People are playing our music before we even make our first. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is from Steve, like the bird. Heron. Tweet. 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 <laughs> Who uh, says, hey, Banffcast, Steve like a bird here, now with Twitter, because, you know, birds, squawk and oh, such. Oh, I get it. 2015 is upon us, and besides <laughs> the endless Back to the Future memes that that implies, it also means golden jocks. I won't go super in-depth, but here's my little version of golden jocks. Personal favorite of the year, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Monkeys doing cool shit. It's all you really need to know about that movie, isn't it? Sounds pretty good. Best flick of the year. Probably Boyhood for me, really solid flick, but doesn't know how to end uh, and Golden Jocks, tie between Guardians of the Galaxy and Into the Storm. I'm a huge comic book nerd, so I was one of the 327 people who knew what Guardians was before the movie, and I enjoyed it. I don't think I love it as much as the internet does. I'm in Chuck's boat, but really solid flick, and it has everything I think a Banffcast movie wants. Cool action, memorable characters, and kick-ass soundtrack. And Into the Storm, because that movie is way more entertaining than it deserves to be. Crash and Burn, Steve Like the Bird, or excuse me, at Steve Like Bird. On Twitter. Yeah, welcome yeah. Steve Lakebird to the tweets. Yeah, not sent via Twitter because this is way more than 140 characters. P.S. Three idiots in a movie. I listen to you guys. Should be coming in February, hopefully. We All look right. forward to it, Steve. Right on. Two or four members, always. Yes, right. never have or three. Or one. I mean, you know. So we managed to plug both his Twitter account and his fledgling podcast. Sure. sure. Fledgling because he's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ah, excellent. Full-fledged bird. <laughs> Not yet. He's fledgling. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, Chuck. Didn't mean to kill you. It's okay. Shall we proceed into... Well, not the cream yet. We got to get the lacto- lactoplasm first. Yeah. We got to do the honorable mentions. Well, yeah, yeah let's but we're proceeding into mentions. Golden Jock's territory. Yes. We're stepping into the arena. We're circling mm-hmm. the drain. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of those things. One foot in the grave. Let's go. Mm-hmm. 2014, the year that was movies. All right. We're just we're going to just take turns and blow through our list on this part and then go one by one to the sure. next part. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you go first, Harlow? Um, okay. Well, my top five in the uh, honorable mentions, I, I don't know if I put these in any kind of order. I'm, I'm going to say I didn't just because they're <laughs> honorable mentions. They don't deserve an order. Uh, I'm going to go with Snowpiercer. Okay. Uh I guess to explain why. I mean, I just I don't know. I I like that movie. It was, it it had the vibe of of a Korean movie, but like, it, it's strange because it also had like American sensibilities too. I mean, it's just it's a strange uh, blending of two styles of movies that I really like because it had like a, a almost American satire with Korean drama and violence. I guess would be mm-hmm. my best way to explain it, and I just I like that explanation. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just I, 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 it's a strange movie to try to explain to somebody. I, I would just say go watch it and see if they like it or not. <laughs> really? Uh, oh man, I almost had a really good snakes on a plane joke, <laughs> but now you don't. All right. Oh, it's 
Steaks on a train, something like that. Huh. Steak, yeah, steaks on a train. Yeah, high steaks on a train. Yeah, no, regular steaks oh, on a train. Steaks, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next is uh, under the skin. Um, I I found myself actually like kind of being haunted by that movie in in a strange way. Like it just it kept popping into my head where I was like, I think I have to watch that movie again. Like I, it's just something about that that's that guy's style of of movie. Um, I mean, Sexy Beast had the same thing. Like the first time you watch it, like that's pretty good. And then you're like, I think I need to see it again. Like there's like something else about it mm-hmm. that I, I don't think I caught the first time. And so I've just found myself, I've watched it several times now and I, you know, not quite cracking the top five, but it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's weird. It's twisted. And that movie is definitely not for everybody at all. I understand that, but still liked it. Um, next is a movie I mentioned somewhat recently is the movie chef. Chef. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the shit out of Chef. I mean, um, it was uh, I guess I, as I said, it was I, I think it was just what John Favreau needed to like step back and make almost like an indie movie again, mm-hmm. um, and like I don't know, find his groove again, if you will, to use that phrase. But it's just like sometimes I think people need that, and um, I actually enjoy the results. Where sometimes it just feels like some some directors feel like they step back in the indie world, and it's like they're they're past that. And I felt like you just. Went right back into it, and mm-hmm. it was an enjoyable little drama movie family thing with comic comedy, yeah. and not have to deal with a bunch of CG. Yeah, yeah. So um, next is uh, again not quite cracking it, but I highly rated is the Lego Movie. Not quite cracking my top five, but mm-hmm. um, that is a uh, for what it is. It, it's it's way better than it should be. That's the best thing I can say about it. Like that movie has no reason to be as good as it is. Um, when you someone says. I mean that that'd be like saying Battleship should be good, but you know, like, it's just it's just a property. There's no reason Lego should be a good movie. When someone just says, "Hey, pe- people like Legos, make a movie about it," you don't expect them to actually go and make a really fucking good movie about it. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's just charming and fun. I know it's probably going to get brought up again, so I'll move on. Yep. Um, next uh, is again. This one was like this one was really itching to crack my my top five, but that's the Grand Budapest Hotel. It just barely stayed out of it. Um, I I'm not gonna lie. I know some people hate Wes Anderson, but I've I've been a sucker all along. I've been on every journey. I still haven't seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. I I, I don't know what it was about animated. I was like, I don't need to see that. That doesn't count. Apparently, it does. And it's I, still I, a Wes Anderson. Yeah, movie. <laughs> I still need to see it. Apparently, but um, this is up there, like in my favorite of his movies. Um, it's like I, I, I still think Rushmore is my favorite just because that was the introduction to that style. I think I might have seen Bottle Rocket before, but it, it's barely mm. Wes Anderson. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't feel like the rest of his movies. Um, Moonrise Kingdom was fun, but like it still had that, I hate to use the word, but it had that like twee sensibility of like kids being smarter than their, their age mm-hmm. kind of thing. And like, that just seemed like that was a flowing well, thing for a like while. Well, it's almost like kids being more sophisticated. Yes, age. yeah, <laughs> and and like that that just that was like my least favorite kind of uh, Wes Anderson was like that that style of of thing. It despite me liking Rushmore, even that's mm-hmm. I mean that's slightly older kids mostly. Well, the thing about Rushmore is there's I feel like every time I watch that, there's something new I discover about it. Yeah, each time. So I mean, and I don't get that feeling from the other ones. Yeah, I mean, Moonrise Kingdom was interesting, but Grand Budapest Hotel is just just this wacky bizarre and and violent movie like i mean it's it's hard to it's weird to say but it's like it's it's like the third man meets almost the shining just in in Mm. style of like 
like lining up shots. I mean, I know they both have that centering shot thing that they do, but um, I, I don't know. I just I, single I loved point it. perspective. Single point perspective. Yeah, it's just it's I don't know. It's just a fantastic, strange little movie, and it's so good to see like Ray Fiennes being on again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I missed him being a guy <laughs> that, <laughs> that you could ex- expect a good movie out of. So. And um, cheating a little bit, but I have two other like quasi honorable mentions. They they didn't really go on the big list, but they're like lower like indie movies. That I think a lot of people would have missed. Um, one of them I mentioned like way way early on in the year, and that's in your eyes. I just want to re recommend that movie. It's one that just flew completely under the radar to the point that it didn't even make it on my list until I started thinking about um, home video and indie movies that I saw this year. Because mm-hmm. I, I, it, it never showed up in the theater, which was the original list I was pulling off of. Um, just a great little sci-fi-ish love story thing is the best way to describe it. And another one, I um, you could argue, argue, almost argue it's not a 2014 movie, but I'm going to call it that because it was one of those, like, let's come out at the end of the year in, like, three theaters, and so we get a 2013 and possibly Oscar nom mm-hmm. thing. Not, not going to happen, but uh, the movie is Coherence. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, it's on Prime Instant Videos right now, just as a F- FYI. Um, again, just a super simple... Um, sci-fi movie essentially i mean it's it's not even a time travel movie it's like a paradox movie without time travel if that makes any sense i don't like it's it's a movie i would say give it like 20 minutes because the people in the beginning kind of feel a little insufferable like it's just people getting together at a dinner party and you're like i don't what is this movie going to do and then when it does it it's like oh okay Hmm. i can go with this so just a movie that flew way under the radar and it's quite good okay that's it cool that works for me. Yeah. I need to see most of those. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Well, now you have recommendations. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That means you list among your 52 that you saw this year, right? Was that the deal? Uh, yeah, I saw 52 2014 movies. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's, you saw one movie for every week. Yeah. That's why I stopped. I was going to watch more and I stopped because I was like, that's a good number. That makes good sense. Good choice. I wanted to, all right, my two regrets, I didn't see Birdman and I didn't see John Wick. So yeah, I think, I think John Wick John has Wick. to be our yeah. our note because people were like, "Don't do this episode, Tasty John Wick." And John Wick's not coming out on home video for another month. It's we are not allowed February, to see it. Yeah, so. it's, yeah. And same thing. We didn't with, get our same thing with Birdman. It's like it's in that weird limbo stage. Yeah. It's not at theaters anymore. We don't have dollar theaters in our town. We don't have yeah. second run theaters here. Yeah. So um, like we're screwed if we miss the first run movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Even our like even our two indie cinemas only show first run movies or, or old, like, cult classic yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, and apparently a lot of people movies. have been telling me this is a good movie. I had like less than zero interest in seeing it. And a lot of people are telling me how good fury is the yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt tank movie. And I'm like, when I, I was like, I just had like no interest Brad in seeing Pitt that what movie. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt tank movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, tank yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Huh? I mean, it's just like that came out. I was like, I I don't need another World War... I feel like I'm done with World War II movies unless you've got an interesting take. But people are telling me it's really good, so... Hmm. Hmm. Fury's the name of the tank, right? I think... I don't know. It's probably... I believe mean, so. It's sure. deeper meaning. I think mm. it is. Oh! Oh, yeah, does he, it mean he, actual language? Because he's got... A, his name's like like Kilgore or something, like, you know, like yeah. classic war name. Kilroy? No, it's like... I don't know. It's like General Warface or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's got a name. It's just like... I'm really? General Warface. <laughs> General War Shooter. I, I could look it up, but I mean, it's, it's just... He's got he's got one Nazi of those names giblets. like that where it's General like... General Bullets. It's, it's another thing. Like He was like, he plays General... <laughs> Franklin Fury. <laughs> yeah. Franklin Fury. Of the Furious Of the Fury Five. tank. 
No, War Daddy. That's what it is. But oh, oh, apparently, yeah, that's, that's also just his call yeah, sign. Oh, okay. Okay. Battle Father. I thought that was like I thought that was actually like his last name, like like Daddy War Daddy Bucks. <laughs> Daddy it's not War like Daddy. Uh, Master it's, Sergeant it's, it's Daddy War Max Fight Master. Yeah. <laughs> Ted War Daddy. Is he an accountant? Yes. Hi, kids. Hi, kids. Ted I'm War Daddy. War Daddy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. 2014 honorable mentions from Mackie. Oh, for me. All right. Uh, it's interesting that these are kind of in order, but it also ended up alphabetical order. Just going down. Uh, Interstellar. It, I wasn't as impressed as I wanted to be, but I still think that there is a considerable amount of good stuff in that movie, though I worry about the next time I see it, if I'm going to go, yeah, this is actually kind of crap. But for what it was at the time, you know, seeing it in a big, loud theater, it's I really enjoyed it up to a point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, that makes the honorable mentions. Uh, the Interview, one of the funnier movies I've seen this year, I think. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week, but yeah, or last episode, but it, just a damn funny movie. And Grand Budapest knocked that one out. That was in yeah. my honorable mentions. And when oh. I saw Grand Budapest, that was that had to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Into the Storm, which I somehow saw in the theater along with like 10 other people total. And it's like Steve said, that is way more entertaining than it has any right to be. But it's dumb in all the ways that we enjoy movies on this show. So that's definitely one that if if the BAMF cast didn't exist, I would probably hate it. But (laughs) it's taught you. Yeah. How to appreciate something. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I mean, it. It just does a lot of fun stuff. You know, it, it's pure entertainment and it's short as hell. And it's like, it just, it knows what it's doing and it gets it done and then it gets it out of there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, next up, the Lego movie. Um, I love that they commit to that, the what looks like a stop motion style, even though we know it isn't because people would spend their entire lives making that movie were it a stop motion movie. Right. But, uh, you know, just the commitment to have everything in that movie be Lego pieces and the way the CG re- renders the light on them to work, you know, so they all look like real pieces is pretty phenomenal. And it's just really well written and really funny. And just the line delivery throughout that movie is just everyone giving the lines exactly how they need to give them to make them as funny as possible. Mm-hmm. And then just so many random characters and voices for those characters. You know, just having like Channing Tatum and uh, Jonah Hill be Superman and Green Lantern and just having Green Lantern kind of be just this like tag along guy and Superman just and Batman, of course, Will Arnett. Just so many good characters in that movie. And uh, last one is Lucy, which uh, Luke Besson kind of back in form. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie, like I... That is a movie that you're either going to really enjoy or really hate, and there doesn't seem to be very much middle ground. I think it's what it's it's almost an exercise for him in filmmaking more than anything, in that he's using every trick in the book that he has to make it feel as unique as possible. Because the story, and but it's also one of those movies that people that make shitty videos that nitpick the hell out of things had to have just had a wet dream watching that every <laughs> fucking five seconds because. It's kind of, it does the implausible thing. I mean, just the premise itself is implausible and that, you know, the whole 10% of the brain, everyone's like, no, we use all our brain. It's just different. And, you know, people that can't get over that shit. Why do they sound like that if they're using all their brain? I know. But people, <laughs> but just people that can't get over that shit. Like we in the royal sense, not. Oh, the yeah. Royals, but, but when people can't get over those sorts of things, like 
how do you enjoy anything? You know, they I don't. mean, I mean, that's how I look at it. They is, don't. These people hate watch things, which is the fact that that's a term. Hate watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. But I, I just, I really enjoyed it. Day of hate watch. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's just, it's, it makes me want to see Luke Besson make a superhero movie of some kind because that's basically what it kind of becomes as a superhero movie at a certain point. Hmm. But it also backs itself into a corner that it doesn't quite get out of because it kind of has nowhere to go by the end of the movie because she's become just like, she, she becomes this overpowered Superman almost immediately. So it's kind of like, well, what do you, where do you go from here now? You know, how do you put her in danger? How do you, how do you make a story work? And they almost pull it off, but not quite. But still it's, it's as a stylistic exercise, it's a whole lot of fun to watch. So yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Honorable. Honorable. Your mentions are honorable, sir. (laughs) My intentions are not, but my mentions are. Well, I know. Um, I end 2014 with no honor. (laughs) All right. Um, Technically, you do. You must stab yourself in the gut. (laughs) Because it does not, it is a Bamfcast movie and it doesn't count. I ended up watching six 2014 movies in 2014, which is, um, I don't think it's the worst I've ever done, but it's not great. It's not not, the best. It's not great. No, no, I'm not apologizing for it this year. That's that's you the were difference. Ju- you were just a C student, maybe a D, but at least a C. I'm barely fucking scraping yeah. by. Uh, I I did manage to watch uh, a fair amount of movies this year. Just not they were just all black and white <laughs> or kung fu movies. Sure. Um, but those those are going to be my honorable mentions. Are uh, some of the definitely nowhere near 2014 movies that I watched. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I watched some kick-ass kung fu. It was great. <laughs> Sounds like a good Nothing time. Nothing wrong with that, dude. It was yeah. good. <sighs> okay. Chuckles. I have three honorable mentions. You have honor. Um, first of all, I want to say my entire list feels like I'm 12 years old again. Yeah. Cool. So I good, isn't it? have totally rejected every cell of film critic in me and have reverted to just watching movies that 12-year-old me would like. Uh, so the first honorable mention I had was Neighbors which I watched within the last week to cram for this. Mm -hmm. Um, As kind of repugnant as the main characters are in that movie, I still laughed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that they tried to not make it so black and white, so clearly one side's right, one side's wrong, that they added some kind of crazy, stupid depth to it, even though both sides were just really dumb in what Mm -hmm. they were doing. Um so I, it went directions that I appreciated, that it wasn't just monsters versus clearly good people, you know, the Ben yeah. Stiller syndrome of everyone's being mean to me and only the audience can see that I'm a good guy and, yeah. you know, it's terrible. Um, so the fact that it wasn't that and the fact that there were some really good jokes in it made me laugh and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the other two honorable mentions I have will piss off everybody because they're not Ray. in the top five. Uh, the X-Men... Days of Future Past mm-hmm. is an honorable mention, and Guardians of the Galaxy is an honorable mention. I would like to say that. <laughs> honorable. What are you trying to emphasize? I am you, saying it is worth you, mentioning. I am hearing that you... <laughs> no, no, no. no. All I'm hearing is... Honey <laughs> kitty. No, no. All on your sword, Chuck. <laughs> you have no honor. I am all saying I all is you that have is hate. There are five movies better? I, no, what? what I'm saying is that there are 18 movies worse. 
Okay. No, that's what? not what no. I, mean. I, didn't, I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> that's totally what I'm saying. No. <laughs> there are 18 other movies that are way worse than Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Mm. So how about wow. that? That's mm, no. That this sounds, just that in, sounds even more backhanded. Hey, I want you Guardians to know of the Galaxy we are all, and X Men. We are all now back in our old cars and pulling away from your car lot. We are not buying. <laughs> what were we buying cars? I, we, I think he was trying to sell us one, but we were just kind of looking. Sorry, at it. why were we? I think they are worth trying to sell us a car. I, I liked know. those movies. They uh-huh. are okay. honorably right. mentioned sure. by me. Sure, mm-hmm. you should perhaps right. bestow more honor yeah. upon them. <laughs> I'm just. I think it is an honor right. to even be mentioned. Sir. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's very honorable of you. All right, you have no All right. honor. So. All right. the big ones to get an honor. Well, yeah. we're just going to go around like f- you know, do our fourth, fifth Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, number five for me, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. That's a movie. Um, I agree that it's a movie. I part of me feels like it should be higher, but it's not. I, <laughs> I, I don't get me wrong. I like this movie. I, I obviously I like it a lot. It's in my top, top five. five. Yeah. Um, nah. It's just there are four that I like better. Uh, mm. I I think. Mm. Strangely, actually, this is Arthur? this was probably higher until a second viewing. Um, it's it's still good. Um, I just think like. Maybe I'm becoming some other people, but like the the way Winter Soldier was handled in the movie and how he almost didn't factor in became uh, an issue for me in second viewing, which it wasn't there at all in the first time. And, and like I just started thinking about that, I was like, mm. "Don't think." So no, it, it knocked it, it knocked it down some notches, hmm. especially cons- compared to others. So, all right, so still worthy of a top five yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five is one of Chuck's honorable mentions. X-Men Days of Future Past. It's a good movie. It is. It's <laughs> it's a fun movie, and it somehow manages to juggle a whole bunch of shit at once and make it all work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the more I thought about it, I, I would have liked to have seen it again, aside from my theater viewing, just to see if I still like it as much. But, you know, with one viewing, it really, it was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I mean, I I wish they had used the 70s setting more, like you mentioned, but it's still, I really enjoyed it, and I'm really curious to see where they go from here with those. Well, <laughs> since you were talking about X-Men Days of Future Past, I guess I will talk about da- X-Men Days of Future Past as well, because it is also, in the last 70 seconds, slid down to number five. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I always do last-minute edits, because something will you know something clicks in my head and i'm like oh you know what and this one just didn't resonate with me as much as uh as much as i think the rest that are on my list did um i i agree that it is good it does a good job of uh, just annihilating the previous universe and and giving us something interesting to work with um and i i really enjoyed it i thought it was good it just isn't as good as four other movies that i saw I'm just amazed that movie exists. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Or amazed that the next one is going to exist, too. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about comic lore, it's like, how the hell are they doing what they're doing in that universe? have no idea, but I'm All looking right. forward to seeing, you know, more out of more out of this new They should make more universe. X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they are. I know. That's there what I'm saying. There will be one soon. They should. Like next year. Chuckles, number five. My number five was a fantastic movie called Pompeii. Pompeii? (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. Pompeii. Wow, that was way better than Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy. I I remember distinctly 
not seeing that. Pompeii is a movie I knew I how much better it would be. Already ready to see for a second time, whereas Guardians, I could probably go the rest of my life and not see Guardians again. God, uh, I hate you so much. <laughs> it's all right. The internet, rest of the internet will take care of it. Fine. Come at me. I don't care. Paul, what the shit, Anderson's Pompeii. <laughs> but, hey, that movie is is a way hell of a lot better than it has any right to be. It is... It is just dumb and fun, and I am all about the dumb fun these days. I like just actors chewing up scenery. Kiefer Sutherland with some weird dentistry in that movie, just chewing up everything and yelling at volcanoes. Doesn't and... have Mr. Echo in it, too? Yep. Everyone on any TV show you've ever watched has, <laughs> is represented in this movie. Sweet. Yep. Really good. It also has that girl from The Matrix, Carrie Ann Moss. Yep. That one, too. She was on a show. I don't know which sure. one. Sure. <laughs> sure. I believe you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's got Emily Browning, too. Oh, that. Okay. Go ahead. Follow it. Um, all right. Well, my number four is actually X-Men Days of Future Past. Congratulations uh, for see, having mentioning wa- that movie. Having watched uh, both Winter Soldier and Days of Future Past again, Days of Future Past holds up better in a second viewing. And it is, it's a, it's a marvel, no pun intended, that that movie exists um, because I, it, it, there's so much to juggle in one movie and the fact that it works in, in two, two and a half hours is amazing. I, I, I just don't, I, yeah, it, I mean, in, 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 a, in the universe that we live in where the Avengers can exist, it's just, it's just as amazing to me that Days of Future no, Past the, can the, exist. No, the Avengers don't actually exist. They don't? No. Okay. Well, the movie. Yes. I was the saying the Avengers, the, the movie. Yeah, being a dick. I, yeah, it's just I, I that one's as, as baffling to me that, that that can exist and also be pulled off, you know, as well as it was. So. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right. My number four is Twenty Two Jump Street. You just saw that today, didn't you? I did, and that is the funniest movie that I've seen this year. Well, that's high it's praise. Just as funny as the first one. Um, however, it does go on a little bit too long, but. Some of the stuff that happens in that last act is worth it going on too long just to get there. And it, like, Channing Tatum was kind of like the secret weapon in the last one where it was like, holy shit, this guy is hilarious. And this one, it's like Ice Cube just totally unleashed and as funny as he's ever been. Really? And wow. there, there's a scene where he has a freak out at a buffet that is funnier than the entirety of Ride Along. You can you could take you could put together all the laughs I had in Ride Along, which was not many, and there were about <laughs> ten times as many in just this one scene of him just losing his shit. So is it yeah. like, is it real Ice Cube? Like, do we get some real ass yes, Ice Cube? Yes, good. You get everything you could possibly want out of Ice Cube in this movie. Oh, does he sneer? Oh god, dude! <laughs> that that scene starts with him sneering. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. But does he say "strong" with you? I Strong don't remember, you? but oh, he okay. might. But uh, but that that movie's also subversive as hell because it is basically willing to say, "All right, we're doing this bullshit too, and this bullshit." And there's actually one point where um, someone looks at the camera, so to speak, in the movie and calls out something very specifically. <laughs> Just and it's funny because, oh God, these uh, the is it is it Phil Lord and Chris Miller or is it Chris Lord and Phil Miller? I can't remember, but those two guys, Phil and Chris, yeah, the directors. They, it's amazing how this script is structured. In that they're able to do all this stuff and make it totally work in the universe of the movie. Like where if you're not, you know, if you're not. 
thinking I'm watching a movie, it all just works. You know, like, like it's, it's so hard to explain, but it is so deeply structured that it's crazy. Hmm. It's great. And it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted that these two movies could actually be enjoyable. I look at them, I look at the trailers and I go, ah, fuck no. I just, there's nothing that, that makes me want to see this movie. Either of them. They're hard to advertise properly. Like, I just, and I don't have anything necessarily against anybody involved in in either of them. I just look at them and, and it looks, it just looks like garbage. Both of them. And something about books and covers. Yeah. 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 It, it just looks like, like I look at the, look at the recipe i look at the picture of the food mm-hmm. and i'm like oh, advertising that's terrible. not gonna be fucking good advertising's at all. terrible um, i felt the that. same way about one specific part of that the first time i ever saw and found out who he was i i felt that way about dave franco i was like fuck you for being james franco's little brother you, you're a piece <laughs> of shit look at you and, and, but he's awesome yeah he's he, he's hilarious yeah, he's, he's, he might, be, he might better. be better than his brother he seems like a real human being yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might be and better. a real hero james franco's a cartoon yeah, the first time I heard that, like you know, James Franco's little brother was getting into the acting, I was like, "Fuck you, guy!" Yeah, fuck no, you, Frank Stallone. <laughs> he's good at yeah. neighbors, but like throughout that movie's hilarious. Sweet, well, I, and it's a good action movie. Yeah, okay. I kind of wanted to run out and find Twenty One Jump Street so that I could watch Twenty Two Jump Street, but it just didn't just didn't happen. Stars didn't line up this year unfortunately um maybe next year it wasn't on the stars lineup no it was not i don't even have stars no. it was really difficult to oh. even find out what was on the lineup um <laughs> well you could find out you just wouldn't be able to watch it yeah i i couldn't pull the guide up on the mm, tv sure um so number four for me um is captain america tws this winter's soldier um and it's more Captain America and more of the stuff in this like just magnificent Marvel universe. Um, more Shield stuff. Um, there's not much I can say about it that hasn't been said already. Um, in fact, there's probably nothing I can say uh, except that it is entirely possible that you're right on a second viewing. It might not hold up against Days of Future Past. I don't know, but my opinion, I could be wrong. Yeah, well, you probably are. Uh, <laughs> no, but. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. All it, it's a nice thing that all of the all of the movies that are on my list are all of the 2014 movies that I watched in 2014, mm-hmm. and I did actually enjoy all of them. I don't have to, you know, I don't so have to say on Pompeii for no reason. You, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I understand. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you. Didn't, I don't. I <laughs> didn't see the Hunger Games. Yeah, so no, locked I, out. Yeah. I don't have to say uh, it's on my list because it's one of the five movies that I saw. Sure, I, sure. I did. <laughs> genuinely enjoy all of these movies, but Captain America: The Winter Soldier is the one that I enjoyed fourth most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what and that's what I'll nice. say for the yeah remaining all right. the movies. Well, mine my number four will redeem. What is mine. it? Is it Tyler Perry's <laughs> no. Medea's Christmas? No, no, that was twenty thirteen. Uh, <laughs> they released one this year, maybe. Of course they did. This will this will redeem my list because no. it's an instant classic. It's Liam Neeson's Nonstop. <laughs> what the what the fuck are you who are you you should watch these movies Nonstop is a really great movie it's really dumb and really fun and it just Chuck has turned total hipster <laughs> I want you to know I, I'm just going to point that out no no I'm not wrong okay Nonstop. it's a good movie is a fun movie when it was over I was like fuck yeah that movie it's not even a real movie totally a real movie no, I saw it no. uh, he saw it 
this guy. Oh, it's hyphenated. Yeah, mm. that's that's what you got. There we go. It's a good movie. It's, it's not, fun. It's, it's a good a time movie. Well, it's not a great movie. Is it like that's why it's only number four. Yeah. All right. It's up there with turbulence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some turbulence esque elements. Is it, it have a Christmas movie? <laughs> Does no. it have any turbulence freakouts? Oh yeah. Oh good. All right. Okay, it might be a. It is sitting on my DVR. I'm. You should totally. Yeah, it's a pretty good little movie. Yeah. Oh, it's got a guy named Scoot in it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Scoot McNary. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. <laughs> Scoot. Um, Scoot. Scoot. Does have Lupita Nyong'o. Yep. Uh huh. She's a well-regarded actress. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> number three. <laughs> yeah, number three. Let's let's just ignore all right. Chuck. All right. So I, I just made fun of Chuck for all of his weird choices for it. my dark horse is uh probably not much of a surprise given my reaction when i saw it now my number three is into the storm i i wish i could explain why i love that movie as much as i do i it is it is that section of my brain that says shut up logical side we are going to watch something dumb and it's going to be fun it's going to be loud and there's going to be fucking weather happening <laughs> <laughs> And I, that there, movie gives you what it promises yeah, on the poster. It it does, and that that's a giant tornado. Really, yep. all that you could ask for is like I I want this cover to be just like the like three hundred pages of the whole book, and that's what this is. I I love this movie. Like I said, I don't think I can ever watch Twister again. It's that good. Wow, that's fucking high praise yeah. right there. So, into the storm. If it wasn't like thirty dollars on Blu-ray right now, I would own Jesus. it already. It's one of those. It's like, uh, where's your, where's your deal? Like, yeah. it's like complete full price. Well, it's, wait. there's nobody you've ever heard of. I don't think. And uh, there's there, there's, there's the a Hobbit guy, Armitage. Rip, oh yeah, Armitage. Yeah. yeah, Dick Arm, Dick Arm. Yeah, and uh, guy from Upright Citizen. So yep, Matt Walsh. But anyway, and Laurie from The Walking Dead. And Laurie from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, my number three, Edge of Tomorrow. I had a lot of fun with this movie, and I really enjoyed how much they played with my expectations as far as replaying like, you know, the premise of him dying and coming back. Live, die, repeat. Yes. Yes. The alternate title of the movie. But, uh, like I just, in watching it, I was struck with how long they stall out the, like how long they delay the first time he dies. They take forever to get to it. And then as the movie goes on, there's points where it's like five seconds and then yeah. they, and they, they have a lot of fun playing with time and jumping you around and putting you at different points in the storyline and basically just cutting out all the fat of that movie just about because there's points where it's like he's already done this scenario a dozen times. You just didn't even see it because he gets there and he's just like, no, listen here, we skip that. We're doing this. And there's, it goes a little bit off near the end, like how they deal with the big threat kind of, doesn't feel like as much fun as some of the other stuff did earlier on. Yeah. But I am a total sucker for the way they do the last shot. Like doing that last shot in movies with a smash cut to credits is one of my favorite things. And they do it so well in this one. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I think I was writing Chuck as I was watching. I'm like, man, I'm really loving this movie. I just hope they stick the landing. Cause it was, it was getting, you know, I was getting to the, I could tell, you know, they were pushing into that third act and I was like, this better work. They better stick the landing or I'm going to be pissed. And luckily they stuck it. Yeah. And I, and that's just a really enjoyable movie. And they also use Tom Cruise exactly how you should use Tom Cruise. Cause he's kind of a dick in the beginning and kind of a weasel and they kind of <laughs> turn you against him. Yeah. And then they slowly bring you around as the movie goes on. And 
Just like life, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think they just take that inherent dislike of him and they just lean into it, mm-hmm. which is pretty, pretty damn fun. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I mean, it's by the guy who made Born Identity and Go, two movies I absolutely love. So yeah, keep up, Doug Lyman. Uh, I want to ask you questions about that later. Uh, okay. Just, I'm slightly I will curious answer about your a couple questions. things. Um, but I don't want to just derail the of thing here. So my number three is uh, Piercer of Snow, the Snow Piercer. Um, starring a train and um, Captain America and Captain America, right? Captain America defeats a train. The movie. <laughs> um, I was sort of cramming a little bit, and I was like, "Man, I really need to see. I gotta have at least five, right?" Uh, yep. <laughs> so I was frantically scrambling through Netflix. I'm like, "Snowpiercer." Some people have really shit on that movie. I should watch it. Um, I had heard sort of mediocre things, but I actually. I sat down and I really kind of got into this movie. Um, like Harlow said earlier, it's um, it's got that really interesting mix of like it's the sort of Korean and American sensibilities sort of smashed together. Um, I kind of didn't expect didn't actually expect to like this. I thought it was going to end up being like the number five. Like, okay, I just saw a movie. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's what I thought it was going to be. It was going to be the, you know, the, just one to round out a number, sure. um, with an odd number, but I, I truly enjoyed it. I thought that it kind of lost its way a little bit towards the end. Um, but everything leading up to that I thought was really solid. Um, I seem to always like Tilda Swinton when she's at her absolute just, Tilda Swintoniest. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but when she's just—I think that makes sense. When she's got full Tilda, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, there it is. It's a full Tilda boogie, um, and so it just it, everything seemed to seem to work really well for me. And um, I actually had a really good conversation about it about the movie with my dad, of all people, um, who didn't like this movie. But oh. um, but it's—I don't know. It always feels good to actually have a semi-rational conversation about a movie with my dad and this was one of those that provided that so i'm thankful to it as well um but enjoyed it number three moving on chuck uh what bullshit crap testing <laughs> hey, movie do you have for number my three? number three has been mentioned already by other people it's mm-hmm. called into the storm okay okay so following along with your trend yeah into the storm is great it's it's cloverfield meets the day after tomorrow it's fantastic. Uh, it's mostly a found footage movie, although they cheat it sometimes in a weird way that you almost catch if you're paying attention, but most of the time you, you're not really paying that much attention. The fact that it's basically a sci-fi channel movie, but with a budget and but made by people who give a shit and can properly put actors in the proper place and have things going. I mean, the CG in this movie is incredibly good. Some of it, yeah. obviously, you're like, well, that sort of looks bad. But I mean, yeah. for the most part pretty good stuff going on and they don't really some of the more incredible things that happen in this movie no one really calls attention to like characters don't point at and say that mm-hmm. but when it happens the audience is going oh my god that that is the coolest fucking thing so i they kind of underplay the whole thing and i think that's that's kind of remarkable for a movie that has no stars in it but is sort of a theme park-esque 
you know, like Twister the Ride or, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, it's just really, really dumb fun, but it's made remarkably well. Like, yeah. if, if, if you're watching sci-fi channel movies and you want a good one that's not embarrassing on any way, any wavelength, any level, that's Into the Storm is what you want. All right. Sometimes you want to see a tornado just wrecking shit. Yeah, and it does. And dumb teenagers <laughs> running from and it. And two, I would really be interested to see how this movie was made because there are just times where it's like, did they just buy a neighborhood and just smash it with a with a sledgehammer, just go around I, house I to house and beat the fuck out of it? Too. And then when I saw the end credits, they filmed it in Michigan. I was like, oh, okay. They just bought neighborhoods in Detroit wholesale yeah. <laughs> and then just drove bulldozers into these houses. Mm-hmm. Yep. So somebody had to. Yeah. Um, okay, so for my number two and my number one, I had a hard time. In my head, they kept going back and forth, back and forth as to who was going to claim Choose. it. And, and the way I ended up choosing it is, is based on pretty much what would I want to watch more. One has that like first viewing, holy shit, like incredible experience. Mm-hmm. The other one I just think I could put on and watch ad infinitum, you know, just, just many, many, many times. And the other one, it's like, yeah, it's a little long, and maybe I wouldn't always be in the mood for it. So my number two is The Raid 2. Um, The Raid 2, like, the first time you see it is just, in the purest sense of the word, is fucking visceral. Just, I mean, like, you watch that movie, and it's just, I didn't think they could top the first one action-wise, and, and then, but they did. I mean, there, there are fights mm-hmm. in this that are just insane, just utterly insane. And it's 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 really good, and it's not claustrophobic, so it's a completely different kind of movie, but it's still just remarkable. Um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, it, it ended up at number two, uh, just because I I just don't know that I could I couldn't put that on like all the time. I'd I'd have to be in a mood, yeah, to sit and watch it. But I think every time I did, I would still just love it when I'm in that right mood for it. Same thing with the first one. It's like. It's the kind of movie like you you just want to show people like you probably haven't seen this you need to see this. So. I need to see both of those. Yeah, as do I. Mm-hmm. Me All too. Right. Yeah, my uh, number two movie. This one flip flopped a lot with number one, but uh, after rewatching both. Uh, it's number two, and that's Captain America: Winter Soldier, which I mean we've all talked about, but I I loved it just as much the second time, if not more, and. I like, I just, I, yes, the winter soldier thing is a little underdeveloped, which is kind of why it fell to number two, but I, I love, I love the Nick Fury car chase. I love all the, I love that everyone has something to do and a logical reason to be where they are in that movie. And I, I just, I really enjoy all the political intrigue of it and that it, for once it feels like the superheroes aren't invulnerable and you know can just well it doesn't matter what they're in they're going to get out of it you know they they really do a good job of selling yeah they might be fucked (laughs) you know (laughs) and yeah and and just it goes on a scale i was not expecting that movie to go which was you know i i just i really enjoy the hell out of it and i think that there are four or five standout action scenes in that movie which is a lot for most movies so yeah I really enjoy it and glad I own it now. Yeah. My number two is a movie about a thing with two legs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, 
every no. movie, <laughs> except for ones with one-legged people. Sea Biscuit was about four-legged thing. I think it was more about the guy on the. No, it was okay. about the, the, it's got the fucking name. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Godzilla uh, makes my number two um, because it is. It's a movie I saw twice, and despite its flaws, I enjoyed it immensely both times. Um, I, I know I've complained about it a fair amount, um, but I, despite that, there's a lot of stuff I really like about it. Namely, it's a fucking Godzilla movie. Um, <laughs> but I just I, I I ended up enjoying it so much on the second on the second watch and. Um, you know, even being in my house on a relatively small screen, I thought it was, uh, I thought it had a lot of, a lot of impact, a lot of sort of epic impact to it. Um, but I, I really, really enjoyed watching it. And it's one that I wouldn't mind sitting down and popping it in, you know, two or three times a year, something I can, I can actually enjoy like that. Um, number one, I think I could, Definitely. Well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, number one is one of those movies that I think I can sit down and, and watch any time, and I would be willing to watch at any time. But we'll save that for later. Okay. Now it's time for Chuck's number two. My number two is Edge Ooh. of Tomorrow, basically for all the reasons Mackie said. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, mean well, I, cool. I, I talked about that movie at length when I saw it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does have some problems between the second and third act where it just sort of grinds to a halt and just like, did we run out of premise here? What happened? Uh, but I just, man, give me a high concept Tom Cruise movie every year and I'm good. I've, I've yet to hit the wall of, well, that sucked. Just give me high concept Tom Cruise movie one a year and I'm just like, yep, good. I will own that and watch it because I, I, just something about those things speak to me. I don't know what it is. Does it have some good Tom Cruise running? Uh, yep. All right. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. At, right at the camera, I believe. Yep. With robot legs. In a robot suit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm gathering that this is going to be uh, a three three to one split here yeah, for number one. Should we let Chuck just say his number one? Yeah, please, and then, please Chuck, just say that. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. My number one is the Lego movie. Um, okay. I, I I really don't give out five stars to movies very often anymore. But like when the Lego movie was over, I was like, you know what? That's that movie's perfect. Like if I was a kid, I would just be in love with that movie. And I'm in love with that movie now. I mean, I just and and I'm impressed how that movie is not oversaturated. Like how like at the time, like everyone was singing this stupid song and mm-hmm. you know but like it kind of played out but people haven't forgotten about the movie they're just not beating it into the fucking ground hmm. oh like frozen yeah exactly exactly like which frozen. is a great just movie let it go already yeah. frozen is a great movie but <laughs> yes actually yeah whereas in- <laughs> like you talk to people about the lego movie and they're like oh man that was so good but no one is just is like hitting you with that movie it's just i like that it sort of came and went and everyone was like wow that's fantastic and it's like that's a special little movie let's put it over here and we'll watch it every so often and we're not going to overexpose it and i just i i appreciate all the aspects of that Mm -hmm. so i just it's incredibly charming it's very witty um it goes to a couple emotional places i did not expect it to go so. Let's just remember the directors of that made Twenty One Jump Street I'm, and Twenty Two Jump. I'm Street. all in for that too. So well, it it didn't also it it's a it's what Warner Brothers something like that. It's not 
I believe so because of yeah. all the Batman and stuff. Yeah, it, it would yeah. have to be for all that it stuff. Didn't, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it's definitely Warner. Um, so it didn't get fucking Disney to death. Yeah, exactly. So, so it has a it has. Plus, you really don't have to distinct. market it because Legos. It's like all the products are already in stores. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Go buy Legos. Man, they made toys based off that movie. Man, I hate it when they do that. Lego. Yeah. Lego. All right, have your little love Lego. fest. Go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's probably not going to come to any shock here, given the countdown here. But Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, is the rest of us three. That's probably mm-hmm. a good choice. I, yep. I can appreciate yeah. that choice. It, all right. It moved back up after Mackie, I watched Mackie, what's your it? number one? Guardians. Okay. Well, it, it was a Captain America was there up until I rewatched Guardians today. Mm-hmm. So big shocker for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it was uh, Human Centipede three, wasn't it? <laughs> the centipedening um, final sequence, right? Uh, no, no, how do you know what? <laughs> no, that was the called. second one. Then. Oh, is that uh, whatever? Oh, this uh, is the really yeah, final sequence. Yeah. Oh, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to sit down and watch that movie a lot. Um, that was probably one of the better theater experiences I've had in recent memory. Yeah. Um, I, can saw go, it, I can go with that. <laughs> I, I saw it like there were like nine people in the theater. And I just laughed my damn fool head off for an hour and or two hours, however long it was. But hopefully I hopefully not at the very hour. beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know me. That that's yeah. the kind of stuff that I find most funny. Okay. Um, no, with, with the exception of the opening scene, I laughed uh, laughed so much. Um, I I'm, I'm really realizing something. Uh, with the exception of Up, which you know keeps the you know the comedy down to a minimum uh, there's something about taking you through like such an immediate and and harsh emotional check mm-hmm. in the beginning of a movie that like this one does that like st- star trek worked on the same level it's like when you get that out of your system it's like you it, it's like when you purge the like oh god i think i'm gonna cry and then suddenly it's like it's like that is all out and like just you can fill yourself with joy I know that's bizarre because like the I I had the mm-hmm. same euphoric feeling as I did seeing Star Trek for the first time. Again, it maybe that falls apart on multiple viewings. Guardians of the Galaxy does not. I've seen it like four times now. Um, yeah, for me it was that soundtrack. Sure, if that soundtrack was not a part of the movie. That would be a very different movie. And I think it, it's nice to see movies being subversive in that way, but also making it work in the universe of that movie. And that, you know, and obviously you've got just a fantastic cast delivering all their, you know, all the comedic timing that they need to give some of that stuff. And I mean, like, freaking, who knew Dave Bautista was going to be pretty much the funniest one in that movie? Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> that guy kind of sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's spot on in the movie, so. Well, yeah, well, but that's. It's, it's really good casting. Well, yeah, and it's great writing, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, he doesn't have to deliver the stuff it becomes situational, you know, it's, it's funny because he's so serious about, so it, like just saying these ridiculous things and yeah. responding to people with ridiculous stuff. And, you know, I, I, I still wish, uh, Ronan was more of a character and less, a raw kill everything. Cause <laughs> mm-hmm. reasons, you know, I, I, that's, if I have a complaint, that's it. Yeah. Otherwise I think all of every character in that movie on the side that you want them to be on is, gets their characters developed and gets moments to shine. Yeah. 
I mean, um, it's got a talking raccoon. Yeah, yeah. I was I, voiced I, by Bradley Cooper. I mean, I, I, I watched I watched a thing about how they 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 did that, how they filmed that, uh, and and right off the, the bat, raccoon. Yeah, well, how they were, oh, yeah. how they how they wanted to plan for realistically interacting with CG characters, which has always been a problem mm-hmm. in movies that feature all CG characters. And um, I mean, from people being on set in greens, uh, you know, green suits, and uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just it. It's pretty incredible the lengths they it went to. James Gunn's brother, I, I doing believe, a lot of the stand-in work for yeah, Rocket. I think he did a lot of the Rocket stuff, and I mean, they also had a little person because you know Rocket had to be mm-hmm. you know really yeah, yeah they looked down to him. But um, yeah, I mean, I, maybe he did Groot. He might have done Groot because I think he's a pretty big guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> I watched the special feature now. I forget. Yeah, who it's did what. really interesting how they're like. There seems to be like we're in the midst of a like we've just lifted off on a sort of a leap forward in getting interaction with CG characters and CG stuff. Um, and it's sort of weird that it's it's a practical thing. Like we're using people and real props instead of using, you know, a, a box with some ping pong balls on it. Yeah, um, a stick with googly eyes. <laughs> right, right, right. Look at the stick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't look at the stick. Look at it. But it seems like we're we're figuring it out at this point and we're learning how to how to adapt our our filmmaking in in the proper ways to get good results out of that stuff um and this is a sort of a triumph in that yeah i mean i know it's it, it looks like my list i mean my list does have three marvel movies on it for the year but mm-hmm. the thing is, is like oh, i don't <laughs> i don't the funny thing is I, I look at guardians of the galaxy as a great movie first and a marvel movie second yeah, I was about to say that. I mean, like, like, it doesn't need any of the Marvel tie-ins no. for it to work. I have no allegiance. Everybody knows I have no allegiance to any comic book, anything. Yeah, I mean, and other it, than it kind of talking about the you know the idea between behind the cosmic cube and that kind of stuff being tied into the Avengery universe. It's sure. like, you know that little tidbit is there, but it, it just also kind of doesn't matter. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, like, I'm to me, of, it was just space adventure, right? And it's it's space adventure in that. Um, in that sort of ensemble-y fun way that I like, like a like, it resonates with me the same way that that a Star Warsy type thing does, or Firefly Serenity sort of thing uh, resonates with me. Just it's that sort of plucky team with snappy mm-hmm. dialogue sometimes, um, yeah. and fun personalities, and put them in interesting situations and watch them claw their way out. And if you can end your movie on a Jackson Five song, do it. Yeah, the, if you can, if you can figure out a way to use that many really good songs in a movie without making it kitschy, then please do, and I will watch it. Well, and to use that soundtrack without being forced to use a modern song anywhere mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, like all the songs are relevant to the device they're being used from because uh-huh. you know they're like what if we had a feral song on the soundtrack and mm-hmm. like I, you no, know that doesn't make sense no you know that would the, the, that would have been like a studio thing like somebody that's what comes I'm saying. down like with the, the studio clipboard, like yeah like you know feral's really exactly. popular what, can we put let it go in this movie yeah the, can fa- we? the fact that they were able can to we? not do that right. is is a positive they are disney they could have just thrown that in <laughs> exactly. and sold a billion exactly. more copies yeah. um but no, I, and I, and it's also a nice like I don't know again I don't know anything about the about the character but it's a it's a nice conceit it's a nice way to package that up yeah. as well um, with the you know awesome mix. Well, I, I like I like just the fact that like not only just the music like everything in his pop culture awareness stops at 1988 yes. or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean 
his ship's called the Milano. He talks about Top Gun. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, you know, Kevin Bacon and Footloose. It's just yeah. like everything that he knows is yeah. what you know. And a that's 12, the twelve-year-old kid yeah. from nineteen eighty-eight would have gotten. Yeah, and that's like it. Also, seems like it's sort of a a condensed. Like he only has he has a very short range of pop culture as well because he's only been you know he was only culturally aware on Earth for let's say at most three years. Yeah. Um, and then poof, it stops. So it's it's just a really well put together movie for a tree person, <laughs> not tree person, a tree being and an abducted human in space that calls himself the Star Lord and a raccoon with a, a gunplay fetish mm-hmm. and a green alien assassiny thing and also Dave Bautista. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. You've just named the cast. Good, yes. good job. Well, you know. And John C. Riley. Sure. We, and yes, other people that are in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yep. And Glenn Close. Uh-huh. John C. Riley. And Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So, so I, I guess that was not a big surprise to anyone. No. 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 Chuck, will you let it be a let it be our Golden Jocks Award winner? Why wouldn't I? You don't have any choice. So the, aver- the average is high enough. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I honorably mentioned it. I'm I was just trying to No be points are deducted. Do we have anything that was in all four of our top five lists? Aside from Guardians? Uh well that was in his honorable mentions. Wasn't in my top five. Uh, I mean I think yeah. almost by that virtue did you have an X Men in your top five? No, that was an honorable mentions too. Yeah. No, no Captain Sorry, America. Guys. No, I'm just you fucked it all up. You <laughs> fucked it all up. I brought variety. Uh, yeah, you, did. you didn't even have Captain America <laughs> no. in there, right? No, I didn't. You just cap. ruined everything. You ditched the cap. I, I do like it. You tried to ruin everything. It's just yeah. the things it we talked about. It wasn't quite there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It was no Pompeii. That's yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> yes, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear they're probably going to be scrambling to re-release the Blu-ray now with best movie of the year from your quote. Oh, God. Uh, we're, just say, we're, we're just, just going to delete his yeah. part. Because <laughs> you're the, probably the only one that said it <laughs> besides <Whatever>. Jon Snow. <laughs> Jon Snow agrees with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he does. He knows a thing or two. Let it snow. No, he doesn't. He knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about some That's con- the joke? How about some contact information? Uh, go to bmfcast.com. Send emails to bmf at bmfcast.com telling Chuck while he's wrong about his uh, top five favorite movies of the year. Um, or tell us why we're right. Uh, <laughs> yes, just, just affirm all right. of our opinions. Right. Yep. And denigrate and chucks. chucks. Right. Yeah. Um, anyhow, squeeze BMFcast. Our, squeeze our tubes. <laughs> yeah. Squeeze yeah. our tubes. Anyhow, bmfcast.com, that's where uh, you can do all the things. Um, and give us a call on the Garfield hotline, 905-DOCS-BMF, 910-556-9263. He is awaiting your call. Tell us what you think about our... Um, Golden Jocks Award winner and our other considerations, and then we will listen to them and maybe we'll play them. Mm. Maybe. Sounds great. All right. Getting out of here. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Chuck's wrong. (laughs) 